The following is a paid program, and the views expressed on this show do not represent the views of WJZ AM, Intercom Communications, its sponsors, or affiliates. Get ready, Baltimore. It's time for some super slams and beatdowns. We've got the cheap shots and the clean finishes. Watch out for the chair. Oh, that's gotta hurt. <laughs> this is Top of the Road. Your Monday night wrestling show on CBS Sports Radio 1300. Now, here's the enforcer. Baltimore's own, Gil Kuda Jr. Welcome to Top of the Rope Wrestling Radio, ladies and gentlemen. So, I found myself in a bit of a predicament for this show. Because my whole network at Turnbuckle Topics, we did our year-end special. And we posted it the day after Christmas. So, I can't really do an end-of-the-year show. Because I've already been a part of the best end-of-the-year show in wrestling podcasting. And you should all go check that one out, by the way, at Turnbuckle Topics. It's on every platform you can imagine. It was so much fun to record with all the peeps. Everybody's there at the same time. You get to see all of our match of the year, our feud of the year, our theme of the year, things of that nature. So what do I do this evening? I'll tell you. I'm going to preview the first big show of the new year, as far as I'm concerned. And that is Wrestle Kingdom 14 at the Tokyo Dome in Japan. And Wrestle Kingdom 14 is a two-night event. Why? Because they're smarter than WWE and they don't want to make you sit through an 11-hour show in one go. That's why. Could you imagine if Wrestle Kingdom was a WWE show? It would be one 11-hour event. Show up at noon, leave at midnight. We're done. That's probably how it would go. But nevertheless, that is not how they handle things in the Tokyo Dome. So, night one for Wrestle Kingdom features the IWGP Heavyweight Championship between Kazuchika Okada, Rainmaker, and Kota Ibushi, the Golden Star himself. People, you know, that's why people look at me funny when I talk about Japanese wrestling. I love Japanese wrestling. I think it's great. I think it's probably the best in-ring product out there right now. But when you say the nicknames of these guys to regular American people, they look at you, you know, the Rainmaker and the Golden Star. Because in Japan, that's like, that's the greatest thing you could ever be called. And here they're like, Golden Star, really? Interesting. Does that mean he wears Golden Stars on his attire regularly? <laughs> and, and believe it or not, he really doesn't. I'm getting off track here. And also, Rainmaker is not in weather-controlling Rainmaker is in Moneymaker. That's, that's how Okada is. Okada makes it rain. He's, he's money. And he is. A lot of people think he's the best professional wrestler on the planet these days. He's in my conversation. I don't think I would put him at number one right now, but he's in my conversation. Well, he is going to defend his heavyweight championship against Kota Ibushi on night one. Now, how does that work? Well, Kota Ibushi won a tournament that is referred to as the G1 Climax Tournament. It was the 29th edition of it, I believe, and he won the whole thing, and when you win the whole thing, you get a shot at the champ at the big show in January, and those two are probably going to go about a half an hour, maybe longer. They're going to tear the house down. It's going to be great, and my prediction is that Ibushi unseats Okada and becomes the new heavyweight champion. Now, you got to remember, in Japan, it's a lot like boxing. If the champ gets unseated, it is a big deal. It's not, over, it's not like over here, where it's a lot more storyline-based. Where, oh yeah, that makes sense, it was the right time. No, over there, guys are champs for six, seven, eight years. Still, to this day. Here, not quite. If you're a champ for a year over here, that's a big deal. Shayna Baszler was champ for, I think, 410-some days. That's ridiculous over here. Over there, 410 days, yeah, alright. Oh, that guy's been champ forever, okay. That's all. But I think Ibushi becomes a new champ. Then we have Jay White defending his Intercontinental Championship against Tetsuya Naito. Now, Jay White has 
my opinion on him has changed, especially over the year and just over since I've been watching him wrestle in New Japan, because you can tell they wanted him to be a main event level wrestler. The guy's a former IWGP heavyweight champion. Now, I think that was a little bit of a panic move, because if you remember, it was right after Kenny Omega and the Elite started AEW. And they left New Japan Wrestling. And Kenny was so big and so over as World Heavyweight Champion that I think Gato, who books New Japan, he just wanted to get the title on another gaijin, as they call him. Now, what is a gaijin? That is a non-Japanese wrestler in Japan. And I think he just wanted another gaijin world champion as a little bit of a panic move. And I don't think Jay was in the right spot for that at the time. But the reason why Jay White's stock has gone up with me considerably over the past year is because he's a phenomenal heel. That's always one of the most frequently asked questions in the world of wrestling. Who is the top heel in the business today? And Jay White has to be in that conversation. Some people say King Corbin because he is detestable. Let's be honest. If you like King Corbin, it just means you appreciate good heel work. There's no way you can actually like the guy. But Jay White achieved something that very few wrestlers have ever achieved. Because at the main event match of a show in Japan, after it's over, because it's normally a championship match, the winner does a promo for the crowd. And the crowd listens and claps or boos or whatever. Jay White started his promo after he defended his Intercontinental title. Fans started leaving before he started talking. In Japanese wrestling, that's one of the most disrespectful things you can do. He got people to start leaving because he won. This is why he should be in the conversation of the best heel in the business. You can literally get people to leave because of how detestable you are. Now, some people say that Roman Reigns should be considered a great heel because he got people to leave. But that wasn't because he was a a great heel because he wasn't even a heel. He was a face. People just didn't like him. Remember that two-year period where people just said, nah, Roman sucks no matter what? I remember that. It was terrible because, first of all, it was wrong. And second of all, it proved how much he could move the needle. And now he's one of the biggest stars in the business. And he's going to remain to be that, as he should. But as far as Jay White versus Tetsuya Naito, the match itself, for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, I do think Jay White retains. I think he hangs on because there's no reason for him to lose it. But Naito has had one of the best years in wrestling, period. And people think it would be crazy if Naito doesn't win. I think that they're exactly right. It would be crazy if Naito didn't win. That's the perfect reason for Naito not to win. I don't know why people don't want these opportunities to be taken. Okay? Go on the Turnbuckle Topics Twitter page. My man who runs it, Ron Musto, put up a a tweet that said, early Royal Rumble predictions. Who do you think is going to win the men and women's Rumble? I think Charlotte is going to win the women's Rumble. And guess who I want to see win the men's Rumble? I want to see King Corbin win the men's Rumble. Why? Because it would be such a phenomenal thing because everyone would hate it. It would be such a great move, man. Can you imagine the reaction if he wins the Rumble? It would the whole place would go dead silent, and then the nine guys like me would be cheering, and or bowing, saying "Well done, my lord" or something like that. I don't know, but it would be a great move. But that's another show. Why? Because that's a month away. I'll talk about that as we get closer. But I think White retains because nobody would see it coming, and Gato likes to do that every once in a while. Plus, White is Gato's boy, so why not? Then we have the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship which is Will Ospreay, some who consider him the MVP of 2019. A couple people in Turnbuckle Topics did. I, it's hard for me to argue that, but I don't consider them the MVP, him the MVP of wrestling in 2019. No, the MVP of wrestling in 2019 is unequivocally Becky Lynch. End of conversation. But Will Ospreay is definitely in that top three, man. He's definitely up there. He's up there with Becky and Adam Cole, Okay. One of the best going right now. He defends his junior heavyweight championship against Hiromu Takahashi. Those two are good. You talk about fast-paced. I think they're going to do very well. I think Will Ospreay retains. He retains. 
Then we have the United States Heavyweight Championship. Oh, I'm looking forward to this one. So is everybody. We have Lance Archer versus John Moxley of AEW. You heard that right. AEW is sending guys to Japan to book dates. I don't know about it. Look, you can get away with it. It's Wrestle Kingdom. It's a big deal. It's a big enough show where I get it. But eventually, you got to stop. You got to stop booking them out, man. You got to stop. Okay? They had to change how they booked because one of their women had to wrestle at another event that wasn't AEW. No, if you're a company with a TV deal on TNT, you do not book your talent out. Okay? But anyway. IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship, John Moxley versus Lance Archer. Lance Archer is the champion right now. But not just that, it is a Texas death match. Somebody might actually die. I mean, I'm of course exaggerating, but Moxley is a madman, and Archer is twice a, a madman. I, I just can't. No, it's some, some, we're afraid somebody might die in this match. It's going to be so insane. Because I've seen Moxley in one of these matches. I was there in person at AEW Full Gear when him and Kenny Omega had their Anything Goes match, okay? I'm talking a bed of barbed wire that these guys landed on. I'm talking a board with a bunch of mouse traps attached to it that they, did, that they took bumps on. And now they're going to do it in Japan, where back in the 80s they used to do matches where they used explosives to take bumps. Are you kidding? I'm not saying they're going to let that fly now. But these two are gonna, these two are gonna straight up murder each other, man. It's gonna be insanity, sweet insanity. So I'm looking forward to it, and I think Archer retains. You know why? Because Moxie doesn't work for New Japan. That's why. No, I'm not saying New Japan hasn't had champions that don't work for them before, because they have. But in this particular case, no, Moxie's not gonna win that title. But those two are gonna have a lot of fun. It's gonna be a crazy match. See, I hope it's a good match as well as. A death match. Because you need both. Because a death match is one thing. Yeah, you're going to do a bunch of crazy spots or a bunch of crazy stuff. Yeah, I get it. But you got to wrestle a bit. It's got You can't just start at 100 miles an hour. Because I'm just not a fan of that. That's a personal opinion. But either way, it's, it's going to be rough. But Archer, retur- Archer retains. Then the IWGP Tag Team Championships are going to be on the line where G.O.D., the Gorillas of Destiny, are going to take on David Finley and Juice Robinson. If the Gorillas lose, I'll have a one-man riot. Okay? that No, you can't. Look, I got a lot of respect for Dave Finley. He's a good wrestler. Juice Robinson completely transformed himself when he went to Japan. But you're going to have the Gorillas lose to these? No. The Gorillas are the hottest team in the world right now. You can't. No. Their, their theme song does not lie. Nobody realer than Gorillas. All right? And it just, it's, I don't know. If they lose, I'm out. If they lose, I might just look at New Japan. I might have to take a second look at New Japan. No, I'm kidding. I'm being overdramatic. But I, I shouldn't have done that here, right? I should have done that on Twitter because that's what you do, right? You'd be overdramatic on Twitter and say you're going to leave even though you're not. Is that, is that what you're going to do? No, I'm going to run to AEW if they do this forever because that's what happened. And it lasted for six weeks and now their ratings tanked and nobody knows why. Am, am I warm? Okay. No, I, they're gonna they're gonna have a good match. I I think Finley and Robinson are gonna they'll 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 bring a good fight. But I just I don't want to see the Gorillas lose, man. Not to these guys, at least. You know, have them have them lose to two guys from from Chaos or something. I don't know. Why not have them lose to to Osprey and Robbie Eagles? Have them lose to Birds of Prey. Then I'm happy. But not Finley and Roberts, no. Because G.O.D. versus Birds of Prey for the tag team titles, that just sounds great and it would be phenomenal. But not Finley and Robinson, no. Then we have the massive tag team matches. Speaking of chaos, we have an eight-man tag match featuring four members of chaos, those being Yoshihashi, a favorite of Tony Halat from Champions Advantage. Toru Yano, the joke master himself. Tomohiro Ishii, the stone pit bull. And Hiroki Goto, who is one of my favorites to watch in New Japan. I don't know why I'm a big Goto fan. And they're going to face four members of Bullet Club, which are Chase Owens, the Crown Jewel, 
Takahashi, The Bone Soldier, Bad Luck Fale, and Kenta. My money for that one is on the Biz Cliz. The Bullet Club. I think they get that W. Then we have another big eight-man tag match between LIJ, which is Bushi, Shingo Takagi, Evil, and Sonata, taking on four members of Suzuki-Goon, which are El Desperado, Taichi, Minoru Suzuki, himself, and Zack Sabre Jr. Man, everybody listening to this who doesn't know Japanese wrestlers going, what are you talking about, man? I'm, I'm just saying, it's it's worth a watch. Go find it. That's why I'm mad they ended the deal with Axis TV. Because they used to show New Japan Wrestling on Axis TV, and now that deal's over, and they won't show it anymore. So I, I think that's a shame, because I think the American audience digs it. I do. Then we're going to have one of two retirement matches where Jushin Thunder Liger is going gonna, is gonna to team up with Tatsumi Fujinami, the great Sasuke and Tiger Mask, and they're going to take on Naoki Sanyo, Shinjin Otani, Tatsuyo Takiyawa. Yeah, man, I had to practice these. You better believe it. And Rasuke Taguchi. Don't worry. It'll, leave, it'll iron itself out as you watch the show live. But the reason they're doing that is because Jushin Thunder Liger is hanging up the boots for good. One of the biggest legends in the history of the business ever. And he is getting his big send-off. And night one, I believe they will. he will main event night one, if not the championship. Or he might open. He'll probably open. But And then on night two, he has his official final match in New Japan. And I'm, I'm excited to see what Jushin's going to do. Maybe he'll bring out Kishin Liger again. I'm not sure. But I'm curious. So let me tell you about Pro-Am belts real quick. We've been working with them for a long time. We got a promo code TBT15 off that gives you 15% off your next purchase with Pro-Am Belts. Go to ProAmBelts.com. They made a belt for us. I know you guys play fantasy football. Go get a belt made for your fantasy football league for the guy who won. Or in my personal favorite, go get a belt made for the guy who lost and make him carry it around. I think that's just a great move. But if you're going to buy one, go to ProAmBelts.com. Use our promo code TBT15 off for 15% off your next purchase from ProAm Belts. Also, I don't know if you guys heard, but in 2020, apparently Harry is out and clean shaven is in. And you need help with that. So go to Manscaped because they redesigned their razor, the lawnmower 2.0. No more nicks. And please d- don't use the same razor down low as you do up high. That's just, that's just dirty. Don't do that. And you can get 20% off and free shipping with our promo code TURNBUCKLE at manscaped.com. So with the promo code TURNBUCKLE, you get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Give them a shout. When I come back, night two of Wrestle Kingdom 14 and the official finale of Jushin Thunder Liger's career. Stick around. It's going to be fun. Spilled your pina colada? Uh, Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up spills and messes quicker and is two times more absorbent than the leading ordinary brand. So you can get back to getting caught in the rain. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. What's in store this week at your local Staples? It's time to start fresh with a nice, clean calendar. Time flies when you have a million things to keep track of. Which is why there's no better time than now to get organized with help from Staples. Staples has the organizational products you need at great prices every day. And right now, 2020 desk pad calendars are just $3.99 each. So make time to save on all your office essentials at Staples. Where there's a whole lot more in-store. In-store only at one I really thought I would die of stress long before the cancer. Because the diagnosis brought this avalanche of worries. The money, the travel, the burden on the family. One night I called the American Cancer Society, and they helped me map out a plan. Got me free rides to chemo and even a free place to stay during treatment. They took away those other fears so I could rest up for the real fight. Please give at cancer.org. 
Every Monday night from 6 to 7, it's the top of the rope wrestling show on CBS Sports Radio 1300. Now, once again, here's the enforcer, Gil Kuda Jr. Welcome back to Top of the Rope Wrestling Radio. I just went over night one of Wrestle Kingdom 14. Now I'm going to go over night two of Wrestle Kingdom 14. Because this is going to be a big event, obviously, so big, one night cannot contain it. Now, there are a lot of matches on this where I can't tell you who the participants are going to be because they're determined by what happens on night one. I want to warn you about that. So... I'm going to go in a little bit of a different order here, and I'm going to try to do a little bit more of a breakdown, because I feel like in that last one, as much as I told you guys, I'm not being descriptive enough about wrestlers that most of you probably have no clue who they are. So I'm going to try to do a little bit better with that, because, look, I know New Japan is popular. I know a lot of hardcore wrestling fans love it, and I know a lot of you guys listening are probably hardcore wrestling fans. But on the off chance that some of you aren't, I want you to have a better idea of who these guys are. So... Like I mentioned, Jushin Thunder Liger, one of the legends of the industry, not just in Japan, but period, is finally hanging up the boots for good, and they're going to pay him a nice send-off. Well, he is in a tag team match on night two, which I believe is his actual retirement match, where he's going to team up with Naoke Sanyo uh, against Dragon Lee and Hiromu Takahashi. Now, Dragon Lee is another legend of the business who pops in and out, and he doesn't wrestle full-time anymore because he's getting up there in age just like Jushin is. And, you know, hey, we'll give him one more. Cool. Great. So I I think it's going to be fun. There's going to be a lot of tributes. And my biggest question is, is Liger going to go over? Because in WWE, when somebody retires, they give him a retirement match and they win. Because it's their retirement match. Unless you're a really big star. Then you lose. Because you don't just go out. You pass the torch to somebody. Like The Undertaker, his last match, well, what was supposed to be his last match, and let's remember, Undertaker has had about 18 last matches. So in his most recent last match, I'll put it that way, his most recent last match was against Roman Reigns. And he lost. Because that was supposed to be it. So my natural inkling is Liger is probably going to lose. Because that's how you go out. Hey, man, I'm done. I got nothing left. So you don't win. Although they might have. I I just don't know. My natural instinct is he's going to win. Or I'm sorry, he's going to lose. Because New Japan is very classic in how they book. But if they give him a win on the way out, they give him a win on the way out. Fine. But hey, I I, I can't predict it. But I think he's probably going to lose. Then we have... The Rev Pro British Heavyweight Championship, where Zack Sabre Jr. is going to defend that title against Sanada. Now, these matches I've always found interesting. One, because they're very good. Zack Sabre Jr. has always proven what a great in-ring technician he is. But personally, ZSJ has never gotten over with me, personally. I don't like him that much. I just don't. He's never gotten over with me that, that well. I mean, he's okay, but they tried to give him somebody to talk with him to make it more interesting, and that didn't work, and it just did not. It just didn't, he just never gotten over with me. And Sonata, I wouldn't be surprised if he won, but here's what's always in the back of my head. This is a British title from a British promotion. So how likely is it that a non-Brit is going to win that title? I know Hiroshi Tanahashi won it for about a month, and then he lost it back to Zack Sabre Jr. again. So maybe that happens here. But as far as a long-term bet, I don't see Zack Sabre Jr. losing these matches. So I think he retains. It just doesn't make sense for, to me to have a Japanese Rev Pro heavyweight champ, especially if that wrestler is not booked to go wrestle in Rev Pro. It doesn't make sense to me. So I think ZSJ retains. Then we have another IWGP United States Championship match. Now, remember, on night one, it's going to be John Moxley versus Lance Archer for that title. Well, whoever wins the title that night has a match against Juice Robinson on night two. So if I'm correct, it'll be Lance Archer. And I think Lance Archer again retains his championship. But if it's Archer, we have to leave this door open as well, that he might lose it because him and Juice are both employees of New Japan. If John Moxley wins the title on night one, 
then I think he loses it to Juice because Mox doesn't work for New Japan. A lot of possibilities there. But I think Archer retains two nights in a row. So I'm sticking with that. Then we have the Never Open Weight Championship, which is kind of an extra title that was introduced a couple years ago in New Japan because they have a pretty big roster and they needed another championship. And the idea of the Never Open Weight is just that. It's open weight. There is no weight class attached to it. Because there really aren't weight classes attached to titles in professional wrestling. Unless there's a cruiserweight title, which means you have to be under a certain weight. But never open weight is just, hey, there's another belt. Anybody can win it. All right, cool. Because they had the junior heavyweight championship, and you have to be under a certain weight to be a junior heavyweight or over a certain weight to be considered a heavyweight in, in New Japan. So I, I just think that the open weight is a good idea. But Kenta is the current never open weight champion. He's going to face... Uh, Hiroki Goto, I think Kento retains. Why? Because he's a heel, and heels don't have to win clean. So I think he wins in some sort of heel fashion. But you got to remember, at Wrestle Kingdom, they really don't bring out that much heel tactics every once in a while. It's very rare that they bring out blatant heel stuff. Normally, they just let the matches go, and somebody wins clean. So, I, But I think they bring it out for Kenta. Then we have a match where I can't tell you who's going to be in it but I can announce that it's happening. Because like I mentioned, Jay White is defending his Intercontinental Championship against Tetsuya Naito, and Kazuchika Okada is defending his heavyweight championship against Kota Ibushi. Well, whoever loses those two matches are going to wrestle each other on night two. So if I'm correct, it would mean that Naito is going to wrestle Okada, which is going to be incredible if I'm correct. If I'm not, it's going to be a good match no matter who it is. If it's White versus Ibushi, awesome. If it's Naito versus Ibushi, awesome. If it's Okada versus Naito, awesome. If it's Okada versus White again, I'd love to see that. I think Okada and White at the, at the Super Show was the match of the year. So I'd love to see that one again. So I don't know who's going to be in it, but it's going to happen. Then we have matches that get very interesting. We have the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. So yes, there are two tag team titles in New Japan at different weight classes. Junior heavyweights and heavyweights. Little guys, not so little guys. So for the little guys, it's going to be Taji Ishimori, the Bone Soldier, and El Fantasmo, representing the Bullet Club, too sweet, versus... Rapungi 3K, show and yo. My money is on Rapungi 3K. I think they walk out with the titles. I think it is the right time for them to do that. They've been over as can be, putting on fantastic matches. They've had a great year for themselves. I think Rapungi 3K wins themselves some gold in this one. I think they'll put on a heck of a show. Then we have Hiroshi Tanahashi, the ace of the universe. Versus Chris Jericho, the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. So another AEW superstar or wrestler, talent, whatever you want to call them. I don't know what they call themselves, so I'll say talent. Who happens to be their world champion is wrestling at Wrestle Kingdom. Now, Jericho's title is not on the line in this match. However, if Tanahashi beats Jericho, it has been agreed that Tanahashi will have a match for the AEW World Championship against Jericho in the future. So let me run that by you again just to try to clarify. The AEW Championship is not on the line in this match. But if Tanahashi beats Jericho, he'll get a shot at the AEW Championship later on. And I think those two are going to have one of the matches of the event. And I think Tanahashi wins. I think he does. Because if they bring in Tanahashi to AEW... Every hardcore fan in the world is going to tune to AEW to see how that goes. And I think they need that right now. Because they've proven they can't get regular wrestling fans. They just can't. They just can't. Because they're not willing to do things that will bring in regular wrestling fans. And I'll get to that later in the show. I'll tell you what I'm talking about. But they're not willing to do that. WWE is. So they need something like this. Because if you can't get regular people, you got to go after hardcore fans. And Tanahashi versus Jericho on AEW television is a great way to do that. So I think Tanahashi wins at Wrestle Kingdom, gets himself a shot later on. Then we have the main event of night two, 
which is whoever is the IWGP heavyweight champion and whoever is the IWGP intercontinental champion are going to wrestle each other. So the top two champions in the company are having a match against each other on night two of Wrestle Kingdom 14, which is such an awesome idea. So if I'm correct, it's going to be Kota Ibushi versus Jay White. But there are a ton of possibilities there, and I think all of them would be fantastic. So I, I don't know who it's going to end up being, but this is going to be one. It, see, this is why it's such a conflicting show to me, because it's one of the best shows of the year, but it's on January 4th. So as the year goes on and you start thinking, hey, what are some of the best shows of the year? I'm not saying it gets lost in translation because it doesn't. It's Wrestle Kingdom. But you have to do a lot of thinking because it happens on the first week of the, of the year. And then a whole year goes by and you're like, oh, that's right. Wrestle Kingdom was incredible. And it was 11 months ago. So I think they're going to do it again. And I like the two-night format. I'm looking forward to it. I'm very willing to stay up late for that because it's probably going to start at about 3 a.m. my time. So that's going to be interesting. But uh, I'm looking forward to that. I've done it before. I'll do it again. I'll do it again. And uh, it's, it's going to be a it's going to be a fun event to watch over those two nights. Maybe I'll see if somebody from Turnbuckle Topics wants to invite me and watch with me. I don't know. I don't know if any of them are listening right now. But if they are, <laughs> guys, pay attention. Now, let me talk about Jushin Thunder Liger for a second here. One of the greatest to ever lace up a pair of boots in a ring. Ever. Jushin is fantastic. He has wrestled in pretty much every promotion on the face of the earth. Wrestled in WCW. Wrestled in New Japan. Wrestled everywhere. He even wrestled a match in NXT. TakeOver Brooklyn. The original TakeOver Brooklyn. He wrestled Tyler Breeze and had a great match there. Fantastic to watch. One of the best ever. And he's hanging it up for good. And I, I'm sad. I'm not happy about I don't want him to do this. But hey, when you've been doing it as long as he has, he is no longer a young man. I get it. I get it. He must be so beat up right now, and he's finally about to hang it up for good. Good for him. Because this year has been big retirements. Earlier this year, uh, we had to see the retirement of Tiger Hattori, probably the most legendary ref in wrestling history. That was, uh, that, that was pretty cool to see him. He got to do that at the Manhattan Center and the Hammerstein Ballroom. Uh, in New York City. Um, it, that was an interesting match to watch because the fans were not there for the wrestlers. <laughs> they were there for Tiger, who was refing the match, which was such an interesting thing to watch. But nevertheless, uh, it was pretty cool how they sent him out. And I'm sure Liger is going to get the absolute send-off of send-offs. And he's he's more than earned it a million times over. One of the best ever. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to watch it myself. But at the same time, uh, I'm happy... Uh, at the same time, I'm mad it's happening. You know, it's going to be the exact opposite of uh, what happens with uh, with Tom Brady. Because when Brady retires, you know, I'm going to be sad. I'm going to not get to watch that many great games anymore. But but you know, I'm going to double check and make sure he's actually done. <laughs> you're you're out, right? Okay, good. So well, Liger is different, man. I'm going to double check and be like, Are you sure you can't give him six more months, man? We don't need this to stop. But no, I look, Liger's been at it for, he's literally been wrestling for f- almost 40 years, if not longer. So if there's anybody who deserves to hang it up, it's him. One of the legends of the business. And I wanted to say a little bit about him because he's, he's earned it. Now, I have a little extra time in this segment, so I want to go over a few things here. First of all, there was a video that surfaced on Twitter where two young men started a wrestling match with about with a couple minute long routine that looked like synchronized dancing effectively now it was very impressive an incredible athletic display and i doubt that two other wrestlers could pull it off but i have to give my opinion on this because a lot of people are reacting to this some people think it's amazing some people think it's not professional wrestling even though it's very here's my opinion on this it took place in a it took place in a pro wrestling ring and two pro wrestlers did it. So I have no choice but to call it professional wrestling. However, it is not something that I would personally pay money to see. That's how I would phrase it. I, I think it was ill placed. I, I do not think a wrestling ring is the right place to have that kind of show or that kind of sequence happen. Okay? 
If you want to do that, go on America's Got Talent. They'll love you. All right. But it's not a professional wrestling thing. I, that is not. If I saw that when I went to a show, I would be disappointed that I paid my money to see that. I would. Now, these two guys look like they're incredible athletes. More power to them. I hope they have awesome careers. But you don't need to do this, man. You don't need to do this again. It was not a good look for you in the eyes of the purists of wrestling. And even guys like me who really aren't purists, but we expect you to throw a punch at somebody. See, that's what bothered me. There was no breakdown in the middle of it that said, oh, remember, we're fighting. There was none of that. It was just this perfectly executed routine. And it's not, uh, that's not what I'm paying money to see. No. And there are people who tried to compare it to things. They compared it to Dean Malenko and Eddie Guerrero and their incredible starts of their matches back in ECW in South Philly. Absolutely no comparison. Those guys were doing wrestling moves to each other where you could tell they felt the impact and had to move on after the impact. They just happened to be just as good at it as the other guy. These two guys did not feel impact. It was not wrestling. They were just doing a sequence to make you go, wow, that was impressive. But at the end of it, they both stood up and you're like, yeah, I don't believe that either of you are hurt after any of that. At the end of a Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko sequence, you believe those guys were hurting at the end of it. Just whoosh. They took some bumps in that one, man. I know they hopped up and they seem okay, but they took some bumps in that one. Those two kids, I think they didn't bumps. No. They were just floating around. Kind of, all right. I'll be the old man on the lawn if that's what you want to call me. I, yeah. Um, I did not care for it. So I wanted to give my opinion on that. The other thing I wanted to give my opinion on, man, I got to be careful with this one. Good old Lars Sullivan. I'm not going to go into detail with what happened with him because I'm going to make you look that up, okay? All right? And if you look it up, you have been warned. You have been warned if you Google Lars Sullivan right now, okay? I want to make that very clear. I think I know, I know some of what you're talking about. But yeah. Not completely, <laughs> but I'm still I'm going to look it up. Yeah. Just my, do your yeah. own research on it, but all I can do is shake my head and just – and honestly – if I were in a position in WWE that would determine if he worked for the company still or not, I would cut my losses and I would, I would fire him. I would. It's not a fireable offense. It's not even really an offense, honestly. It's not a fireable thing. But for the sake of PR, I can't keep that guy. I'm sorry. Again, I, I really need to stress this. You have been warned. You have been warned. Okay. 18 and over, all right? You have been warned. It was rough to see. Because I just looked at Twitter. I didn't know it was happening. And I saw a tweet that said, I see Lars Sullivan is trending. Is I look to see why Lars Sullivan is trending. And then it's the guy's like, surprise. That's what happened to me. I looked at it and went, whoa. It's, it, is, it is a very interesting situation, and I'm putting it very mildly. You know what's not interesting? Getting your own custom belt made, man. Go to ProAmBelts.com. TBT15 off is our promo code. You get 15% off your next purchase from there. You fantasy football guys all need your own belts. Go get your own belt for the guy who won, or my personal favorite, go get the belt for the guy who lost. But use our promo code TBT150FF. That's TBT15 off for 15% off your next purchase from ProAmBelts.com. Also, I don't know if you heard in 2020, but beards are out. But beards are out. Clean shaven is in. I don't know if you heard. And Manscaped made it easier for you. They redid the lawnmower 2.0. No more nicks. And please, guys, don't use the same razor for down below as you do up high. That's just dirty. Don't, don't do that. But that's why they gave you options. Check out manscaped.com. Use our promo code TURNBUCKLE to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's promo code TURNBUCKLE for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. When I come back... I'm going to preview Raw for tonight. Yep, includes the wedding and everything else that's going down because there's a really good match that's scheduled to happen this evening as well. And I'm going to look forward to the Rumble a tad. Stick around. It's going to be fun. 
listen up. In 2016, a New Mexico House seat was decided by only two votes out of almost 14,000. In 2010, a state house race in Vermont was determined by one vote. In 2002, a Connecticut House seat was determined by just one vote out of more than 6,000. In 1994, a Wyoming state house seat vote ended in a tie. The winner, chosen at random, went on to become Speaker of the State House. Your voice matters. Use it. Go to letsfreethevote.org to learn more. If you're one of the millions of Americans who owes back taxes, if you get nervous when the mail comes because you might get a letter from the IRS, then you've heard. Their enforcement agents are cracking down this year and can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, even your home or business could be at risk over unpaid taxes. It's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. The award-winning experts at Optima Tax Relief will fund to get you the best deal possible, protecting your paycheck and your assets from IRS collections. But don't delay, because the IRS is tacking on interest and hefty penalties every single day. So don't wait until it's too late. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-709-7022. 800-709-7022. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. I used to have more hair. I used to have more color. And I used to have cancer. I beat it. I did. Not alone. I used to have no idea what the American Cancer Society did. Research? Yeah. But also, free rides to chemo and free lodging near hospitals. I used to maybe give a little. Then I got so much back. I used to have cancer. Please give at cancer.org. This is Top of the Room. Every Monday night from 6 to 7 on CBS Sports Radio 1300. Now, give it up for the enforcer, Kill Kuda Jr. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I want to uh, extend my heartfelt apologies for anyone who, during the break, Googled what's happening with Lars Sullivan. I mean, it's it's very interesting, but I warned you. I made that clear. So let's move on to what you might see this evening on Monday Night Raw. The last Raw of the year. Actually, the last Raw of the decade, as a matter of fact. So first of all, Rusev may or may not get involved in Bobby Lashley and Lana's wedding. The segment that we are all just so looking forward to. No, no, we're not. Actually, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to that. But nevertheless, it's going to happen. They're probably going to open the show with it. I hope they open the show with it. I'll put it this way. Open the show with it because you'll get casual viewers interested. Okay? Think Just a regular guy has USA on his TV and it switches to wrestling and it starts with a wedding. That guy's going to hang around and see what you might pull. But for us hardcore fans, do it first because then it's done and then we can watch wrestling after that. Like that's kind of the thing. So now they could nail this segment. All right. Look, I gave up on this on this feud. I gave up on this angle. And everybody knows, if you listen to my show, ask anybody else in my network how hard it is for me to give up on an angle. But I gave up on this angle. I actually did. And it might finally be ending, and I'm really hoping that it does. But if it's going to end, they have a chance to get it right at the end. And give them that shot. If it fails, it fails. But okay. And, and give them that shot if it fails. So I, that's, that's fine. I, I just I think that's that's at least what you you owe him the shot for it to fail I think or to succeed potentially but my money is probably on it not doing that great in all honesty but that's just me so I say I don't think Rusev gets involved I don't because he he cut his promo last week he said I am so happy to get rid of Lana that's what he said I'm so happy that she's gone. So now remember to take all the mystery out of this. Sorry, but Rusev and Lana are legitimately married uh, off camera. So that's probably why this angle went on for so long because 
if think about that, if if they were dating while this were going on, it could have actually caused a problem. No, you got to be married to let this thing go like this. And it hasn't been good. And it's only proven three things to me. One, Bobby Lashley is not a personality based wrestler. He's just not. I like him. He's good, but he doesn't need to talk for that long. Secondly, Lana should never be given a microphone on live television again. Just stop. It doesn't work. She's not good at it. I it no. Three, Rusev is a star, man. He had, he put the angle on his back. He put the worst angle in wrestling today on his back and made it somewhat palatable to the fan base. Somewhat. I'm not saying it's totally, because it's not, but somewhat. Because of him. It has made him look like a million dollars. And that's what we can take away from it. But there's no way this thing is going off without a hitch. You kidding it's a wedding in WWE. They, that never works, ever, or at least goes according to plan. The only one that ever did, I think, was Macho Man Randy Savage and 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 him and uh, back in the eighties. It was him and, but it's also because it was kind of a real wedding. <laughs> I think that's why it was kind of an actual wedding. So like, yeah, nobody's in the middle. But I think that's the only one that went on without a hitch. All the other ones, nah, it's something's happening. We all know that. Even if the wedding goes through. It doesn't go how it's supposed to. Like when Lita married Kane and Lita came out in a black wedding dress and just insulted him, like her vows were just insulting him. Like they went through with the wedding, but it didn't go like it was meant to. This one ain't going over without a hitch. It's not. No. And if it does, I can't begin to describe how many boats WWE missed. (laughs) Can you imagine if it just happens and it ends? We're all just going, wait, that's it? We just, they just got married? I. I mean, yeah, it was unprecedented, in, but that doesn't mean it was good. So I, I don't know. But so, something's happening to mess with it. I don't know what it's going to be, but something's happening with it. But there is good news, and that is Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy Part 2 is tonight on Raw. So we can all smile about that because that's going to be incredible because their first match at TLC was awesome, and you know these guys are going to deliver again. However, Alistair Black won at TLC. See, this is the only time I encourage 50-50 booking because if Buddy Murphy wins tonight, it means they're going to do it a third time, and I really want to see that. So I hope Buddy gets the win. I hope he does because I really want to see these guys wrestle again. So I hope Buddy gets the W here. And then Randy Orton, who got injured at a house show in Hershey, Pennsylvania, I believe it was last night or yesterday, he's going to address that tonight on Raw. So I'm very curious about what that's going to be. If they're going to turn it into an angle or what, I, I don't know. But he plans to address that. So how do I finish off a year in pro wrestling on this show? Because like I said, I already did my end of the year show with my entire network. So my question is, who deserves to get big pushes in 2020? Which wrestlers should get big pushes in 2020? Now, I'm going to stick with WWE here. I'm not going to go outside of that box, but I'm going to stick with WWE as far as who should get big pushes. And first and foremost, and I cannot stress this enough, how bad this man deserves a push, and that is Drew McIntyre. You talk about the total package. He's the biggest guy to ever come out of Scotland in the history of Scotland. I'm probably exaggerating, but I'm trying to make a point there. And he's got all the tools. He runs over everybody. He's a main event level promo guy. He's fought a ton of big opponents. The guy had a match with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I mean, I know he lost, but he, gave, he looked like a million dollars. So I don't understand. I don't know why he hasn't been put in the main event picture, but he should be. So Drew McIntyre is the first big push of 2020. You got to give him a shot, man. Have him go after Lesnar. How cool could you imagine McIntyre and Lesnar? How awesome that would be. Man. Why, why don't we push that? Those are the two ma- the two matches I want to see next year are McIntyre and Lesnar and Corbin and Lesnar. That's what I want to see. But Mac- man McIntyre would be something. He's made f- he's made for the main event picture. Put him in there. He's looked like a million dollars on Raw the last six weeks. He just keeps beating everybody in two and a half minutes. He looks great. Do something else with him, man. Running through people and cutting promos is one thing, but let's let's 
Let's step him up a notch. He can handle it. He was a world champion in TNA. He, he knows what he's doing. We all remember the Drew Galloway days. He was incredible. Let, let's bring that back, man. Different name, same guy. We can make it happen. The next one, and she has to come back first, but I want to see Naomi get a big push. Naomi might be the best athlete in WWE, period, overall. He might be. Oh, she might be. Wow. Sorry. She might be. So why not? Put her at the put her at the top of everything. She's been champion before. Also, by the way, I I really do think she would just bring a different element because of her athleticism. Because let's face it, I like Lacey Evans. I like Sasha Banks. I like Bailey. I like all the four horsewomen. But do you really see that overly athletic? type of wrestling in the female division outside of Kyrie Sane? Not really. At least not on the main roster. Naomi could bring that. Could you imagine? And she did for a while. She won the women's championship in her hometown at WrestleMania. I was there. I don't know why they... And I know she's been away and the Usos have had their trouble and she's married to one of them and I get that. But when she comes back, man, if you push her to the moon, I got no issues. I got no issues with that. I think Naomi is well overdue for that. I think she can definitely handle it. She's proven she can promo and keep up with everybody. I, I think I think it will be nice to see that type of push for her. Then we have one of my personal favorites, the Velveteen Dream. He's got to come back from injury as well, and he was already on a pretty big push to begin with. But I'm saying you give him th- just the superstar look, man. This guy... First of all, I think he's only 23 or 24 years old and everything he's already done and how much better he can get. Dude, it, it's got to be Dream, man. It's got, you got to give Dream a big push. NXT champion would be great. Champion on the main roster would be better because technically he got kind of sort of called up, but then he went back to NXT. So now he's in NXT. And remember, NXT is not a step down anymore. It's a lateral move. They're on network television, just like the other two are. You're probably going to start making just as much money as well, if they aren't already. So you can keep him right where he's at and give him a push. There are superstars from Raw and SmackDown that want to go to NXT because it's a bigger brand. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them for that. But Dream, man, so my three big pushes for 2020 are Drew McIntyre, Naomi, and the Velveteen Dream. Those three need their moments in 2020. And I I feel like you can't go wrong with those three. You can't go wrong with those three. So now let's look back on the week that was real quick before we get into next year, how everything ended. Uh, AEW did not have a dynamite this Wednesday because Wednesday was Christmas Day. Uh, It fell on Christmas Day, so they didn't have an episode of Dynamite, which which makes a lot of sense. But to me, I want to talk about Friday night. I want to talk about SmackDown. Happened a couple nights ago. We are set for Daniel Bryan versus The Fiend Part 2. Now, I find that an interesting choice. I thought they might go with The Miz, because remember, The Miz didn't wrestle The Fiend at TLC. The Miz wrestled regular Bray Wyatt. Like guy in a sweater, Bray Wyatt. That's who he wrestled. And Bray beat him. It was a non-title match. But The Miz is the same guy. And remember, the concept is when you wrestle The Fiend, it changes you. But here's my question. The Fiend wrestled Finn Balor. Changed him. The Fiend wrestled Seth Rollins. Changed him. The Fiend wrestled Daniel Bryan. Changed him. However... Daniel Bryan gets another shot at The Fiend. So if The Fiend beats him again, I'm not saying they're going to change him again because I don't think they will. But my question is, you already got changed. You already went through the process. Why, are we, why does he get another shot? Why wouldn't we do that with somebody else? I find that very interesting. Also, I'm really kind of hoping that we get Daniel Bryan and The Miz at WrestleMania this year. I realize that's probably below Daniel Bryan's pay grade right now. I mean, I know that's kind of a shot at the Miz, but if there's no title involved and those two, you kind of think, really? But these two have basically been feuding 
since the beginning of Daniel Bryan's WWE career. And I think it would be such a great way to put a cap on it is have those two go at it at WrestleMania and just finally totally settle the score. I think that would be a pretty good call. But as far as The Fiend and Daniel, I don't know. I don't know why Daniel's getting a second shot at The Fiend, but he is. I don't think he's going to win. But we'll see that at Royal Rumble. That's the other thing that makes me a little bit upset. Like, look, I'm, I'm thrilled that Bray is the champ, but when you're the champ, you're not in the Royal Rumble, which means The Fiend is not in the Royal Rumble match, and that makes me upset. How, just think about how awesome that would be if The Fiend was in the Rumble. He would just pop up in the middle of the thing and just bring it to a complete stop and probably clear the ring of everybody in there. That would be awesome. But there's a lot of potential surprises at this year's Rumble, man. As to who could show up. A lot of potential surprises. My biggest surprise that I want to happen is the villain, Marty Skrull. Whoop, whoop. I want to see it happen. See, look, I know he's wrestling in NWA right now. He has unfinished business with Nick Aldis. He's probably going to have an angle with him. But NWA's pay-per-view is on January 24th. The Royal Rumble is on January 26th. Who says that Marty can't sign a short-term deal with NWA, feud with Aldis, lose to Aldis so he doesn't win the championship, and then sign with WWE and show up at the Rumble in Houston? Could you imagine the pop, man? Could you imagine the crowd pop if Marty's piano hit at the Rumble? Oh, man, that would be something else. James Storm would be fun, too. Because apparently James Storm would love to have a beer money reunion. Because James Storm, who wrestles in NWA right now, former national champion, going for the 10 pounds of gold, he used to team with Robert Roode, who used to be, we used to call him Bobby, but now he's Robert Roode, you know, glorious. And they were called Beer Money back in TNA, one of the best heel tag teams I've ever seen. He apparently would like that reunion. Now, James Storm wrestled in NXT once. He just kind of, I think he just kind of showed up and gave it a shot. Or I'm sorry, he wrestled twice in NXT, actually, which is pretty cool. Think about the respect that you have in the business. Because he was never signed to wrestle for NXT. But think about the respect that you've earned in the business when they just give you two matches that they put on TV and you don't even work there. That's how big of a star they think you are. They gave him his own theme song. They let him keep his old gimmick everything and he didn't even sign there he just wanted to see how it was and he wound up signing elsewhere that's respect right there vince is like yeah give it a shot or it was probably triple h but either way whoever's in charge because it was nxt so it's triple h but still why not i'd like to see storm in nxt that'd be fantastic james storm would be great in nxt actually he, he should go to raw that's where they need him they need the cowboy on raw man okay that would fit for me I think that would be great. So, in my personal opinion, I'd like to see Marty show up at the Rumble. I think that'd be great. But I think the Rumbles, the Rumbles, because there are more than one, the Women's Rumble, a lot of surprises there. See, the Women's Rumbles have been interesting because in the first Rumble, it was whoever was hot in the division right then, who were, who were the hottest talents. And then they brought in a lot of past talent. They brought Trish Stratus back. They brought Lita back. They brought Kelly Kelly back. They brought Tori Wilson back. And then in this year's Royal Rumble, they put all of the new talent in there to expose them and give them time. And both of them didn't go over well with the crowd necessarily. I mean, the finish did, but not, not who was there. So I'm curious how they handle it this year. Third time's a charm. Hopefully, they'll get it 100% right. And I think they got it right enough last time. So, guys, uh that's it for me i'm out of here for the week i'll see you next monday this time in 2020 enjoy wrestle kingdom 14 i'll see you guys around i'm out of here so are you the type of guy that wants to look put together but doesn't want to spend hours shopping i hear you this is why there's stitch fix your personal styling service that delivers hand-picked clothes right to you stitch fix is simple and convenient Sign up in just a few minutes, try new styles in the comfort of your own home, and there's no subscription required ever. So, isn't it time to refresh your look? Get started today at stitchfix.com. Stitch Fix, personal styling for everybody. Dealing with car problems? At AutoZone, we've got the free services you need to help you get back on the road. Like our AutoZone Rewards Program. Members get a $20 reward every time they spend $20 or more five times. And if you're looking to reward your engine, start with regular oil changes. They help protect and lubricate your engine parts and keep it running smooth. 
Visit us at AutoZone.com and start the job fast with free same-day store pickup and free next-day delivery. See terms at AutoZone.com slash rewards. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. I really thought I would die of stress long before the cancer. Because the diagnosis brought this avalanche of worries. The money, the travel, the burden on the family. One night I called the American Cancer Society and they helped me map out a plan. Got me free rides to chemo and even a free place to stay during treatment. They took away those other fears so I could rest up for the real fight. Please give at cancer.org. The preceding was a paid program, and the views expressed on this show do not represent the views of WJZ AM, Intercom Communications, its sponsors, or affiliates. CBS Sports Radio 1300 is WJZ AM Baltimore, WJZ FM HD3, Cajunsville, Baltimore. Your home for Maryland Terrapin Sports and live sports talk around the clock.